welcome back to Seven Skills for the Future podcast series two. I'm Emma Sue Prince and I'm joined by my producer. Welcome back, James. Hi, Emma Sue. It's great to be back. Hi, everyone. So first of all, thank you to all your feedback and reviews about series one. Uh, It's been great experience doing this podcast and I'm really excited about series two. So welcome to the show. This podcast is all about putting you into the driving seat of your own life. You're going to be so much happier and live a life of purpose and meaning just by using these seven skills. So in the first series, I discussed the world we're living in now, just why we need these skills more than ever. And I introduced each skill, talking more about what it is and how we can use and develop these seven skills, adaptability, empathy, critical thinking, integrity, optimism, being proactive and resilience through simple everyday actions. So in series two, I'm going to be exploring more themes linked to these seven. Um, I've also got some great interviews lined up for you. And for the first time in this series, we're going to be introducing some questions from our listeners. So each episode, I'll be featuring and answering one of your questions. So if you have one that you want answering, get in touch via our Instagram, Seven Skills for the Future feed, or find me on Twitter or the website, Unimenta, and yours might get included. Remember, too, that if you want more, just buy the book, Seven Skills for the Future. It's out now in all major bookstores via Amazon and other online retailers. So, Emma Sue, can you tell us what we're going to be talking about in today's episode? Well, today I want to talk about our use of social media. Um, I want to link this to critical thinking. So we're all on it every day, for better or for worse, probably using a range of platforms. Um, And how we use social media has a big impact on our happiness and well-being levels. So I want to explore some of that in this podcast. I want to go through some creative, different approaches to help manage social media in in really positive ways. Um, And if we can do that, it really sharpens our critical thinking skills. And critical thinking is something we really need now and in the future. You know, we spend half the day staring at some sort of screen, never mind social media. So, James, do you have a sense of how often you're picking up your phone in an average day? You know, how often do you interact with social media platforms, would you say? Oh, I'm terrified to even think about it. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I can't imagine. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think like a lot of people, it just becomes like a reflex, you know, where you just keep, Mm. you have a split second where you're not doing anything and you just pick up your phone and and check uh facebook or twitter or you know instagram yeah i don't even want to i don't even want to know (laughs) okay well that's a very honest answer and i'm sure a lot of our listeners can uh, identify with this i mean you know it's really thinking about what is our relationship with technology like you know does it feel healthy do we ever rein it in um you know, do we check our phone first thing in the morning before feet hit the floor, you know, scrolling, catching up? Terrible way to start the day, by the way. Um, you know, it's it, it's kind of just reflecting on that relationship with technology. It's something we don't really do very often. And that question as well, how many times a day do you interact with social media platforms? Um, a lot of us really don't even know. There are apps that can tell you. And, you know, now there's ways that you can limit um, your use on smartphones. But 
I, I feel that we need to have an awareness ourselves about when we tend to interact with them. So like you said, James, you're know, just picking it up when you've got a free moment, you know, picking up and scrolling. What is triggering that? It's just a kind of reflex, as you say. And then the other question, of course, is, you know, what do you do or what do we do when we are interacting with them? You know, are we posting something? Are we responding to something? Are we reacting? Are we debating? You know, what's actually going on? So I think this is a really important question to to ask. And I'd like our listeners to be just thinking about that for a moment. You know, what is my relationship with technology like? Um Another great question is, you know, do you ever take a break from your phone? This feels like it's becoming harder and harder to do, even for me. But I know that when I do take a break, I feel like I have more space. I feel more in tune with my day and I feel a bit clearer. So these kinds of questions that are about knowing and understanding our own patterns. So maybe a more mindful use of tech than perhaps we're used to. And thinking about, you know, how does social media add value to your life? How does it maybe steal your energy? What's what, what's going on? So um, there's a lot to think about there. But in terms of some statistics, I mean, there are, you know, there are a lot of studies and statistics around how often we're using these platforms. But one study, uh, over 70% of US teens and adults are on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, over 1.2 billion users daily. The average person spending about 90 minutes a day on all social media platforms combined. And I suspect it's actually probably, you know, a lot more than, than this. Um, and there are well-known news stories on the effects of Instagram on image, you know, for young people. There's a lot of that. So I think there is slowly more awareness of these of how social media can impact our lives. But the purpose of this right now is to link our management of social media with better critical thinking skills. Okay, Emma, so we hear a lot about the negative sides of social media, but do you think there are any positives? Yes, I do. Um, There are lots of positives and it's really important to have those in mind as well. So things like self-expression, being able to um, express your ideas and thoughts, social media allows you to do that, connecting with other people, exchanging ideas. I think it's great for learning, for curiosity, um, creating a community. Um, It's great for businesses, especially for small businesses. You know, they're able to interact with people everywhere. Um, It's fantastic for that. Um, Engagement and belonging. There's a lot that is really, really positive. But unfortunately, there are also some not great things. So if we're overusing these platforms and it can impact our ability to be present, to focus, um, those two things are really important for critical thinking. It can impact our productivity. So we might be spending time on social media that at the expense of perhaps other things we could be doing. Um, We might feel overwhelmed because there's a lot of, you know, information and opinions and views coming at us. So these kinds of things impact our critical thinking skills. So for me, it's about managing social media appropriately, not not getting rid of it altogether, but yes, using it in a positive way, but managing it in, 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 in a good way as well. So, you know, for example, social media feeds can often be full of really negative news stories. And even the way that we ingest news is so different now. You know, it's 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 
kind of designed to feed into the part of the brain that craves drama and, and zeroes in on fear, you know, with all these images and video clips and so. So this leaves very little space for actual facts and for real critical thinking. So I think, you know, for me, the link with critical thinking here is that critical thinking is all about discerning information, you know, being able to distinguish between what is good information, what is uh, less, you know, fake information, you know, especially with, with social media, questioning assum- assumptions. So we need to constantly challenge our own assumptions and our own biases. Um, so it's about slowing down and using social media more mindfully and just making sure it's adding value. So be more aware of its addictive nature, be more aware of how we respond to it and, and things that it can trigger. So I, like a lot of people, find uh, social media very distracting. Yes, I couldn't agree more. I mean, it unfortunately it is because uh, we just become less efficient and less effective because we are interrupting ourselves all the time through this constant checking and just not having any kind of discipline about it. So we also then feel quite overwhelmed and overloaded. And what it does is it puts us in a state of constant alert. And that's not a good space from which to make clear decisions or to even think clearly. So that's the impact of not managing that distraction. And so it's up to us to manage that. It's up to us to think, okay, you know, am I going to have some periods of time when my phone is not on or not always near me? Am I going to do things like perhaps not have so many notifications on my phone? Um, you know, am I going to have some strategies in place that will help me manage it uh, more effectively? And then the other side to that is to think about when you are on social media, what are you actually doing? Are you interacting with people or are you scrolling headlines or posting images or promoting something or listening to an awesome podcast like this one um you know what does your life online look like um it's just thinking about that and thinking you know how can how is this good for me how is this not so good for me but can social media actually help us with critical thinking skills i mean is that even possible i think it is um i think one way we can use it as a model for how to relate to others who who think differently to us. Um, so it can be quite uh, quite handy for looking at things from an intellectual perspective. You know, a big part of intelligence and you know thinking is being able to learn from anything, and a big part of that is the ability to evaluate ideas without personal bias. And there's no platform better to do that than social media because you're going to get so many different ideas and opinions coming at you. So the ability to sit with that, neither accept it or reject it, but just kind of sit with it and recognize. Okay, okay, this is somebody's view, that can be really useful. Things like not choosing not to take a news story or blog post or whatever it is you're looking at at face value, you know, what somebody posts online or posts on a social media platform. Um, it's really important to, to be aware of where people are getting the information from. So people who are interested in posting accurate information online will link to their information sources and there should be a way of linking it back to something that is a reliable source. So so it's important to check those sorts of things out. I think also we can use it for critical thinking in the sense that We've got seven basic psychological needs. Um, it's nice having seven because that kind of links to the seven skills. But, you know, we do, we do have these basic seven and they are acknowledgement, attention, approval, appreciation, acclaim, 
assurance and inclusion. So these are quite interesting words and social media really feeds into these seven basic needs, which is why we love it, which is why we um, gravitate towards it so much. So thinking critically would, would mean asking yourself before you post something, whether you're seeking to be validated or seeking to be seen or seeking approval or any one of those, you know, um, and is there a more constructive way of doing it rather than posting something out there on social media? So I think there are definitely things that you can that, that you can use it for that will boost your critical thinking skills. I think there are also some things that you can do that will help create more space for thinking. Um, I I'd like to tell our listeners about some of the things that I've done that have helped me. I've done things like removing social media apps from my phone. Really, really, really effective because it means that if I want to interact with a social media platform, I have to go to my tablet or, or go to the website or go to my computer. So I'm adding in an extra step which stops that reflexive action, you know, just from picking up the phone. So it's really effective to do that. Um, most people have tons and tons and tons of apps on their phone, all the social media apps, um, and this is what creates a distraction because they're there. And every time you see a notification or you know that somebody has posted something or, you know, commented or liked something that you've put up there, you're going to want to look at it. You, you can't help it. Your brain is going to crave looking at it. But if it's not there, then your brain won't do that. So it's, that's really effective. I found that really good. I also have times when my phone's not near me. Um, because again, that means I've actually got to go somewhere to get the phone. So, you know, this is supported by studies that, that, uh, reveal that just having the phone near you or, you know, on the table during a conversation has an, has an impact and not a good one because you're distracted and you want to, you, you want to look at it. So having times when your phone's not near you, having times when it's switched off completely, um, going for a walk without it, um, turning off those notifications and updates or just having them on at times that suit you, choosing when you join conversations or not. And when I am interacting, I try to add value. I try to think of ways to add value. But even I find it hard. You know, even I find that I want to interact um, and I feel like, gosh, I'm wasting my time. You know, why am I doing this? I, I want to do something more productive with my time or make sure that when I am interacting, I'm, you know, adding value in some way, either for myself or to the people that I'm interacting with. Okay. That's some great advice. Thank you, Emma Sue. I shall definitely be thinking about doing some of those things. Um, uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back with a question from a listener. So welcome back to the Seven Skills for the Future podcast. Uh, we've got a new feature this series. Uh, we're taking questions from our listeners. If you'd like to submit a question, well, Emma Sue mentioned at the beginning of the episode, and I'll be mentioning it again at the end. So today's question comes from Ratna in the UK, Emma Sue. She is asking, uh, in Anatomy of Success, I read with interest that Martin Seligman gives a formula, A, B, C, D, E, which stands for adversity, belief, 
consequence, distract, and energize for optimism. So what's your formula for allaying negative thoughts and pessimism? Oh, what a great question. Um, Actually, the ABCDE exercise is something we do on our workshops uh, when we look at optimism. Um, So it's a really, really effective way to increase awareness of how we respond to events around us. So, yeah, I I love that model. So in terms of a formula for not having negative thoughts and for pessimism, I'm not sure there is a formula. I would say that actually the ABCDE method is an effective one because what you do with that is you look at a situation or something that's bothering you and you try to understand your responses to it because you're actually responding to that situation rather to than to a feeling. So Martin Seligman did this with people over a period of four weeks and it was a really effective way of changing their way of thinking to a more energized uh, way of looking at something and understanding that actually it's never the situation or the event that is causing us problems. It's the way that we respond to it. So that is a great formula, um, you know, in terms of applying an exercise. But I think otherwise, optimism is all about the actions that you take. Um, So if you are somebody who is prone to having negative thoughts, you're not going to be able to just turn them into positive thoughts, but you can recognize how you might be feeling. You can recognize, okay, I don't feel so great today, or I'm thinking, you know, I am thinking negatively about this. So you can kind of almost label it, you know, how you're feeling. And then you can take some action that should be a positive action towards that situation somehow. So it could be that you think, okay, today I don't feel so great. I'm going to, um, make sure I do certain things that will help me feel better. And then the kind of feeling actually passes and changes. Okay, thanks, Emma Sue. That was some great advice. I think that brings us to the end of today's episode. Yes, it does. And thank you so much, everyone, for listening. I look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you for listening to the seven skills for the future podcast there are all sorts of things you can do to boost each of the seven skills if you want more ideas you can buy the book seven skills for the future you can also go online to our website unimenta and join as a member and you'll be able to access more resources ideas and free downloads if you have a question you want to ask on these podcasts get in touch through instagram at seven skills for the future or on Twitter and Facebook at Unimenta. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your podcast player of choice.